0: Ryan McGee, you were working on New Year's Eve. You were in the Peach Bowl press box. You were there as Georgia and Ohio State were fighting to make the national title game in one of the most dramatic finishes to any game and any year that I have ever seen. And so as the ball was just about to drop in Times Square, what was it like where you were? I had our friend Ryan Seacrest
1: on the phone (laughs) while the play is happening because I'm one of these that have always complained about having these games on New Year's Eve anyway.
2: We've got 49 seconds
0: until the new year. We're all going to count it down together. Wait, you second-screened Seacrest. Yeah,
1: because I wanted to see I could see it coming. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to happen. Like, this is all going to happen at once.
2: With a win and a spot in the national championship game.
1: And lo and behold, that kick went up in the air. I mean, as the countdown was getting to zero.
2: Six, five, four, three, two, one.
1: And it was uh it was beautiful and kind of awful all at the same time. <laughs>
2: At the stroke of midnight, the first few seconds of 2023, Ohio State falls one kick short. Happy New Year!
1: And by the way, let's give Ryan Seacrest credit. That guy went to Georgia. And so I, I, I give him credit because he was able to maintain focus on the job at hand. But I know there was a little voice in the back of Ryan Seacrest's mind saying, Hey, what do you think is happening at the Peach Ball right now?
0: So I should say that I misspoke, actually. You were not second screening Seacrest, you were first screening Seacrest because you were physically present witnessing that kick get muffed. Not even close, by the way. That is what happened. Wide left. Advancing, yes, Ryan Seacrest's Bulldogs to their second straight college football championship. But when that happened, who did you look to first for their reaction?
1: I mean it's Stetson Bennett. And um it, it, this is the coolest customer, right? I mean, this is the guy who's like named after a cowboy hat. I mean, he's cool and and always maintains his cool. But I'm watching Stetson Bennett because All I can think is, is that he has survived yet again. Yes. And once again, he was not supposed to be good enough to be where he was. And now there's only two teams playing college football and he is leading one of them and they're the heavy favorite to win the football game.
0: But I think of the voice of another person on that field with you. The voice of Stetson Bennett's head coach, Kirby Smart. Because the way he talked about his quarterback after the game, it it felt like this story isn't over yet. It felt like the whole, like, will Stetson Bennett get the respect he deserves question is still kind of an active one, even, especially maybe, to the people who, yeah, have been around him the longest.
2: Well, he showed great competitive character, but he's got to play within our system, and he's got to do what he's coached to do, or you can't win games. You know, he didn't get those opportunities until the defense stopped him, and we got fortunate to stop him a couple times. He must play better if we expect to win the next one.
1: Let's be 100% clear. Kirby Smart enjoys nothing, (laughs) and he knows this. He and I have talked about this. Uh, I have asked him as he has gotten older and has won a national championship, Do you give yourself a chance to actually enjoy it? And the answer was for about 10 minutes, he gets to enjoy it. And there's still another game to play. And so Kirby Smart is never not in work mode, and he's never not in motivation mode, and he knows what motivates Stetson Bennett, and it's what's motivated him his entire life, which is to look right at him and say, you got to do better, man.
2: Legacies are so weird to me. It's weird for me to be in this position because I'm just a... I walked on here, man. It was never about the way people were going to talk about me. I'm just here to play football and win football games.
0: I have never heard anything quite like the ballad of Stetson Bennett Fourth. Which is in part because the dude is incredible, right? He scored four touchdowns, threw for 398 yards on Ohio State after being down 14 points to start that fourth quarter. But mostly it's because of what the quarterback himself just alluded to there a second ago. I cannot think of anyone who is this good, who has won this much, who keeps getting talked about and picked apart and rejected by his own fan base quite as much as he does. I mean, I did the math here. Georgia tried starting other quarterbacks not named Stetson Bennett IV. More times than people in his own family got named Stetson Bennett. But today, after the best college football playoff semifinals ever, on the precipice of Georgia TCU for the title on Monday, we give you Ryan McGee, a man who would like to pay his respects. I'm Pablo Torre. It's Friday, January 6th, and this is ESPN Daily.
2: Delicious meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Well, the good news is not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, wonderful pistachios has got you covered. Grab wonderful pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more.
0: McGee, it it feels like we have been covering Stetson Bennett the fourth forever. And this is a thing that, you know, is a trope in college sports. Like, ah, he's like a ninth year senior. But just to put it in context here, like Stetson Bennett the fourth, age 25. Lamar Jackson, NFL quarterback who has had multiple acts in his pro career, age 25. So yeah, thanks for joining us about a guy that you've known about and known for a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, sets a minute, and this is no exaggeration, is older than like a lot of starters, like a half a dozen starters in the National Football League, guys that he played against, and guys that who were gone long before he became the starter at Georgia. I, I joke, and I'm only kind of joking, you know, last year when Georgia finally won the National Championship again for the first time in 40 years... You know, I joked, you know, good for Stetson Bennett, who was also a teammate of Herschel Walker's in 1980 (laughs) because it feels like he has been there uh, forever. And, you know, even when people have told him to leave, he hasn't left. And even when people told him to leave, he figured out how to come back. And the reality is I'm not sure how Athens will operate without him once he actually finally has to leave uh at the end of this football season.
0: Well you're hinting at a bunch of the plot twists and turns that we're gonna get to in a second here, but just the name Stetson Bennett the Fourth. Oh yeah. For those who are uninitiated, like there are some like Warren Worthington the third vibes in this name, McGee. Like I'm thinking mansions, butlers, generational wealth, all that stuff. That's what that sounds like, the fourth.
1: Now I say it all the time that um, you know, it's it's he of the country club name. But the reality is is that, yes, he's Stetson Bennett fourth, but, I mean, he grew up in Blackshear, Georgia. It is down south in Georgia. So, I'm talking about rural Georgia here. I'm talking about southern Georgia. And, yes, we all know about the you know, University of Georgia and Bulldogs, and we know about Georgia Tech with national championships and John Heisman and all that stuff. But Georgia Southern, uh, Valdosta State, I mean, you give me any of these small colleges scattered throughout Georgia, particularly southern Georgia, and then you give me any high school, and it is Friday Night Lights personified. I mean, it has that, you know, Buzz Bisinger feel in these small towns throughout Georgia. And the reality is that Pierce County High School, um, where Stetson Bennett IV played quarterback and earned that nickname, the mailman, this guy took them to the playoffs three times. I mean, he threw for almost 4,000 yards. He ran for 500 yards. He threw for 40 touchdowns his senior year.
0: Well, hold on, though. The mailman nickname, right? Like, I am unfortunately reminded of what Scottie Pippen said to Carl Malone, the other mailman, which is that he does not deliver on Sundays. And it <laughs> felt like part of the issue with him, despite all of the numbers that you said, is that maybe Saturdays might be an issue, too. Yeah. Uh,
1: so... The nickname comes, it came from a guy named Sean Pender, uh, who's a high school coach uh, there in Pierce County High School and played quarterback out Valdosta State for Hal Mummy and Mike Leach. I mean, this guy knows something about throwing the football. And it was Sean Pender who said, uh, you know, I've never seen a kid throw a football like that. He could throw it in a mailbox. And so they started calling him the mailman. And then at some point... Uh, someone in town uh, gave him a hat from the local post office and it had the postal service logo on it and so he started wearing it everywhere. you go look at pictures of Stetson Bennett the fourth in high school and you go look at the pictures of him at all these seven on seven camps and, and all of these you know showcases uh, l- kids looking for college scholarships. And he always had on a Postal Service hat. Everybody <laughs> else is wearing the hat of maybe where they want to go to school or their high school football hat or, you know, just some cool hat, you know, they, they picked up at the mall. And and his is not from Lids.
0: His is from the post office. A legit government-issued, like, got it from the government, like, government sort of hat. I'm the mailman. And, and, and so this is how
1: smart this kid is. And this is how calculated everything always was with the dream of playing quarterback at Georgia. He did that for the reason, I mean, we're talking about it. We're still talking about it to this day. It was years ago. He did it to stand out. He knew he was a little too short. He knew that the scouting report on him certainly wasn't what it was for a Justin Fields or for a Trevor Lawrence, other Georgia quarterbacks. And the reality is, is that it worked. Because even if they didn't think he was a great quarterback, they're like, hey, there's the kid with the mailman hat on.
0: (laughs) Boy, the kid with the mailman hat on, like why wasn't he more of this object of everyone's affection? What was it like to be a recruit wearing a little mailman hat when, you know, you're trying to play big college football?
1: The reality was he was too short. I mean, everyone knew he could throw it. Um, Everyone knew he was smart. Um, everyone knew he could win football games. It certainly what he did at Pierce County. But as a sophomore, as a junior, he might have been five nine. Uh, he was listed at five ten, five eleven, and most of the scouting reports. And take it from me, someone who's five ten, five eleven. Same. Uh, if you don't have a six in front of your height. That's right. Um, there's a little bit of a discount that comes This is with our that. burden. It, Correct. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and it certainly was his burden because had he been two inches taller, uh, the reality is he would have been taken much more seriously as a recruit.
0: Stetson, do you mind reading this
1: scouting report of you?
2: Okay. Shorter quarterback who is listed under six feet, Lacks stature and has average arm strength, was not super productive in junior college, projects as a backup quarterback at a power five level. Yeah, no, I don't agree. I don't know. I've always thought I was better than a lot of people thought I was.
0: The notion of like various sliding door timelines that might have been different if only for this one detail changing. This is... The series of dominoes that gave us Stetson Bennett the fourth at Georgia. But how did he actually wind up there if, you know, the offers were meager?
1: So I, I mentioned these pictures you saw of him in high school, you know, with that, with the mailman hat on. Um, but every other picture you see of Stetson Bennett is typically as a small kid holding hands with his father, Stetson Bennett the And where are they? They're between the hedges. They're in Athens, Georgia. They're watching the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, When they moved to Pierce County, they immediately started meeting with coaches to talk about what can I do to be a better quarterback because one day I want to play quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs. He's in the third grade. I mean, this was already the plan from the time that he could walk. So the dream was to play football at Georgia and to be the starting quarterback at Georgia. And he only received one offer, out of college, I believe it was Middle Tennessee State, um, and that wasn't good enough for him. So he went to Athens, and he walked onto the football team. And uh, he did it because it's the theme of his life. He was going to force his dream on
0: everyone, uh, even when they told him that that dream was ridiculous. So paint the picture for me, McGee, of Stetson Bennett showing up in Athens on campus, the guy who would one day deliver Georgia to a national title, and yeah, maybe another one on Monday.
1: He's invisible. Um, He's certainly invisible when it comes to the football team and when it's in the football building. Now, on campus, he's not invisible. Anyone who has spent any time in Athens knows that is a town that rewards swagger. And that kid never lacked for swagger. And as practices went on, and as he and folks that have seen Rudy and don't really understand the life of a walk-on and being on the scout team you know, say what you want about the the accuracy of Rudy, but but that montage of Rudy and those guys on the scout team getting their brains beat in every day in practice, that's exactly how it is. And you are learning the playbook of the opponent, and you are running the playbook of the opponent. Right. You're cosplaying as the other quarterback. 100%. And so as Stetson Bennett starts to move into a leadership role with the scout team, lo and behold the University of Georgia goes to the Rose Bowl and uh, they go to Stetson Bennett and they say, we need you to be Baker Mayfield. And when you talk to guys like Roquan Smith, uh, Lorenzo Carter, you know, they will tell you that he prepared them for Baker Mayfield better than Baker Mayfield prepared them for Baker Mayfield. So they knew he was smart and they knew he might be good. Um, But unfortunately for him, being a stud on the scout team uh, while the first team has a handful of five stars stacked up a quarterback, you're still not going to play.
0: Well, yeah, give us the depth chart here. And what does that depth chart ultimately, you know, lead Stetson Bennett, therefore, to do?
1: Well, you're talking about Jake Fromm. You're talking about uh, Jamie Newman, who had just transferred in from Wake Forest. You're talking about Justin Fields, you know, who obviously went on to be a Heisman Trophy finalist at Ohio State, Uh, JT Daniels has transferred in after being the starter at USC. And so he's surrounded by all of these great coaches and unfortunately surrounded by all of these great quarterbacks and was told, listen, you're great, but you're probably not going to play. You're certainly not going to get a scholarship.
0: And so he packed up and transferred out. Where does this kid who wanted to be a Georgia Bulldog his whole life wind up. Jones College in Ellisville, Mississippi.
1: And for those of you that don't know what Jones College is and what it represents, so Jones Jones College is, I mean, this is kind of rehab you. You know, the, the guys who want to be starters at the highest level, and realize they're not going to be able to do that. Jones College is near the top, if not at the top of the list of junior colleges where you go and you play and you catch the eye of other schools. And he played fantastically. He threw for almost 2,000 yards in 2018 and he received an offer from the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. And he was going. And then he got the phone call Hey, actually, we could use you to come back to Georgia.
0: The timeline in which Stetson Bennett just goes and becomes a raging Cajun, right? Very different college football landscape that we're looking at right now, if that is the case. But even still, when he comes back to Georgia, right? Like, I mean, McGee, the the plot twist here is not really a twist. It's simply like the same thing happens to him again, right? Yeah, and so his first go around was when he was
1: stuck behind Fromm and Fields. Uh, When he comes back, Justin Fields is gone. Fromm's the starter. But that's when Jamie Newman's coming from Wake Forest. That's when JT Daniels is coming from USC. When Jake Fromm uh, left early and those transfers came in, this is the room that Stetson Bennett is sitting in and they've asked him to come back. And now he's been told again, hey, thanks for coming back. But all these other guys have shown up, too. So, yeah, you're still
0: probably not going to play. So how does it whittle down to finally, like, Stetson Bennett? Because there's also there's also uh, Dewan Mathis, right? This redshirt freshman who's in the mix, too, behind everybody. Just uh, I'm naming, like, literally a half dozen people here. How does Stetson Bennett finally get the thing he's been chasing for his entire life?
1: Well, it doesn't really work out for most of these guys that we've listed. Um, you know, Fromm left early for the NFL. You know, uh, Newman just never took. Mathis just never took. Um, J.T. Daniels ends up becoming the starting quarterback, and it it goes pretty well. And when Daniels is healthy, he plays extremely well. Um, Bennett it just kind of comes in in the blowout games and and you know throws. But when Daniels is hurt, Bennett goes back into the starting role and he never gave that role up and the entire season of 2021 we all politely sat there and said well when JT Daniels comes back yep you know the job will be his but Bennett kept winning and Bennett kept throwing touchdown passes and when JT Daniels came back the job was never his again
0: well, look, at some point, it feels like a good friend of Stetson Bennett in this entire odyssey would have said, like, dude, they're just not that into you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like a half dozen yeah. times, there are opportunities to be like, you should probably think of somewhere else to live your dream. And even when he is sort of, as you just said, beginning to live it, people still are like, eh, I don't know if I love this guy. People like who love Georgia are saying that.
1: Kirby Smart, has looked me right in the eye and said. He starts explaining. Well, when people didn't believe in Stetson and people, and then he will pause and go. And I'm talking about me here, <laughs> and, and and Monken, the uh, the offensive coordinator. He says, you know, people undervalue his skill set, and people, and then he'll pause and go. And I'm talking about me here. Everyone agrees and everyone confesses that he has defied everything that they expected, and that is to say they didn't expect much. And that was, there was no single greater moment, display, stage, whatever word you want to use, of that than at halftime of the national championship game against Alabama.
0: Coach, you were just speaking to Stetson Bennett. What did you say?
2: So We got to settle down. We haven't had probably one drive that we didn't have negative plays starting on where we started back up you know what i mean like we're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot we're first and 15 second 20 you're not a good football team when you do that we got to get some good things together on offense
0: now stetson bennett as the human old take exposed McGee in the national title game against bama give us the stakes what's happening
1: well keep in mind this is a rematch so just a month earlier georgia was embarrassed in a de facto home game in Atlanta, in the SEC Championship game. And that's the night that Bryce Young won the Heisman Trophy, the quarterback for Alabama. Simple as that. And Stetson Bennett looked overmatched. And over the month in between that loss in Atlanta and the rematch for the national championship in Indianapolis, the discussion is, you know, there's no way Georgia can win because their quarterback isn't dynamic enough. There's no way Georgia can win this game because Bryce Young is Bryce Young and he has the weapons he has and no matter who's around Stetson Bennett the fourth, he's still the second choice. And there was this raging debate about whether or not Stetson Bennett should even start the game. Whether JT Daniels, who hadn't played, should be back behind center. And that only got louder at halftime because at halftime, Georgia looked pedestrian and Georgia was struggling. And Bryce Young started to look like he was settling into a groove despite a couple of really tough injuries for Alabama. And then the second half starts. And then the fourth quarter starts. And all of that stuff on Twitter at halftime, all of a sudden I could feel everyone in the state of Georgia going back and deleting because suddenly they realized the guy they were screaming to have benched because he wasn't good enough, was suddenly uh, gearing it up to win a national championship.
2: Oh, it's third and one. They're going to throw for it. Bowers has got it. He's going to block it. Touchdown, Georgia.
0: Well, this is the funny dynamic of Stetson Bennett because there are the people who follow these teams religiously who have ridden the roller coaster of his, of his stock. And then there are the people who just tune in for the big games and they're like, oh, this guy is obviously like one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. All I've seen him do is win, McGee. When I parachute into these games, I'm like, yep, that guy seems like he should be um, considered an, like literally an all-time great.
1: And the Georgia people don't want to hear this. Um, and in fact, Reese Davis on college game day tagged an essay that I wrote about Stetson Bennett that I ended the essay by saying, if he wins a national title, you I'm, I would argue he's the greatest Georgia Bulldog of all time, and on college game day, Reese goes. Now slow your roll here, McGee, because <laughs> because it's 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 still hard to accept that. But I think about it was it was this god awful play in the national championship game. It was a pass that turned into a fumble, or in the fourth quarter, you know Alabama scores, they're up five, and then Bennett responds with a forty yard touchdown pass.
2: Launching Mitchell caught it touchdown Georgia for the free play the Dogs retake the lead
1: they take the lead it, 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 he scored he threw two touchdown passes both in the fourth quarter of the championship game and he wins a national championship I'll never forget it uh, I wrote about this for ESPN.com they were. Stetson's taking pictures with the family and taking pictures with fans. As you can imagine, the field's just covered up with just euphoric fans. Hadn't won a national championship in 40 years. And a couple of offensive linemen come over and they go, Stetson, you have to come with us and go up on the stage. And he's like, why? And they go, because you're the most valuable offensive player, offensive player of the game. And they actually physically pick him up and start to carry him toward the stage and one of the offensive linemen said to him, they're loving your ass now, aren't they? <laughs> and they just started laughing. And to me, it summed up the whole thing. So then, go fast forward a week, I'm on the campus at the University of Georgia. My daughter's visiting there, a prospective Georgia student. And people are stopping us on the street going, well, Stetson has to leave, right? He's got to leave, right? He shouldn't stay. He shouldn't stay. He had his moment. He should he should leave.
0: Wait, like leave as in not go to the NFL, but like transfer, just anywhere other than here. You've done you've
1: done what you've done for us. You've peaked uh, is what everyone is saying. We had a parade yesterday, and we all thought you were the man. Thank you for your service. You'll never have to buy a drink again. <laughs> go somewhere else. And he announced he was going to stay. And there was, I mean, people were mad about it. There's no way he's going go to bel- do it. Again. I, I I cannot yeah. believe this. Yeah. And, and and guess what? Hadn't lost since. And now playing for a second national championship. And again, I would argue if they win this game on Monday night, then uh, you know, he if he's not the greatest bulldog of all time, uh, he's certainly on, on the red and
0: black Mount Rushmore. After the break, whether TCU can blow a hole in that monument.
2: your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't.
0: And so we're looking ahead to Monday now. And yeah, this like let's 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 acknowledge TCU here, right? This is a Stetson Bennett episode. We're singing his ballad, but yeah. Like, what do you want to say about whether the TCU Horn Frogs can go and beat, yeah, 14 and 0 Georgia? All we've done all year in a very Stetson
1: Bennett esque approach is say, well, TCU will lose this week. Mm-hmm. All they do is go into the fourth quarter like Stetson Bennett in the national championship game a year ago. And we all go, well, that was a great run. What a great story. But they're not good enough to pull this off now. And all they do is pull it off. Mm. And the reality is if Max Duggan, who, by the way, reminds me so much of Stetson Bennett, but if Max Duggan isn't a one-man, walking, wounded warrior in the fourth quarter in an overtime of that Big 12 championship game, they come back again. And they're undefeated against Kansas State. And so I have a hard time doubting TCU, even though everything on paper tells me that I should, the same way that I have been convinced not to doubt Stetson Bennett the fourth, even though everything on
0: paper says that I should. Well, on paper, it's worth noting this too, Max Duggan and Stetson Bennett are not first-round draft picks. <laughs> no. Like, these are guys who are similar in the sense that it feels like their ceiling is... At this level, it's not in the pros. And yet, this level, just as as somebody who has watched this sport forever and loved it forever, McGee, has it been better than it's been in this current like run of, I, I guess, just the two semifinals and the college football playoff? I don't know what to compare it to, how good both of those games were.
1: Well, and it wasn't just those games. I, I would argue it's the best bowl season we've had in forever. Top to bottom. Now, it's the first, I would also argue, it's the first real normal bowl season we've had in a while, certainly since before 2020. But from beginning to end, there were so many great football games. And for all of our obsession with the transfer portals destroying the sport and yes. opt-outs and, you know, does the 6-6 team deserve to be in a bowl game and, you know, playoff expansion and and our continued obsession with the NFL draft, all due respect to Sunday's, I watch football on Saturday. And the reason that I love watching football on Saturday is because Max Duggan of Council Bluffs, Iowa, and Stetson Bennett of a town I'd never heard of in southern Georgia, whose dad plowed a field next to his small-town pharmacy so his kid could play Bronco League football. Hmm. That's why I love college football, because those are the stories. And the fact that TCU can make the run, and the fact that Stetson Bennett in the 4th can go from being Rudy to being in the Georgia pantheon of greats. That's why I love the game. And I hope both these guys end up in Canton. I hope both of them end up being pro football Hall of Famers. But that's gravy at this point because I'm a college football fan and I cannot wait to see what they
0: do on Monday night. Well, on Monday night, at the very end, the terminus of, yeah, as good a season as you have ever seen, McGee, where are you going to be? I'm going to be in the press box, and I am going to
1: be rooting for a great football game. The reason I love the Daytona 500 is because it's the first race of the year, and there's nothing to lose. Nobody's worried about points. Nobody's worried about where they're going to be at the end of the season in November. Their only goal is to win that race right there. That's what the national championship is. And for a lot of these guys, it's the last time they'll ever play football. It's certainly the last time that these teams will be these rosters in this moment. This is it. This is the last game. And maybe it'll be the last time we see Max Duggan and Stetson Bennett standing behind center as starters on the biggest stage of football. When I was in Atlanta last weekend, we're doing Marty and McGee, And the question was posed, what do you want to happen today in the college football playoff semifinals? And I said, I don't care who wins the games. I just want great games because we hadn't had them in the semifinals. And then we had two classics. I will take one more of those, please, sir, on Monday night.
0: (laughs) I notice in all of that, all of that honesty, you're also very conspicuously not betting against Stetson Bennett fourth. Never.
1: I have tried... So have many of the people in Athens, Georgia, though they will try to convince you otherwise. And the reality is that has not worked out well for any of us. It's worked out (laughs) great for Stetson Bennett the 4th.
0: Ryan McGee, good to have you back. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year to you, Pablo Torre. before we go just a quick reminder you can listen to our favorite episodes of the past year right now there is a link to our best of 2022 playlist in the show notes go there give it a look give it a listen share with your friends we think you'll enjoy literally every story that you find there i am pablo torre this has been espn daily and our show is produced by bradford craig alexander hyacinth mike johns Heather Lombardo, Ryan Nantel, Mike Philbrick, Andre Soto, Andy Tennant, Chris Tuminello, and Aaron Vale. Special thanks this week to Deontay Epps and Jackson Aguilow. I'll talk to you Monday.